I offered to give my mom a ride to the airport early one morning, and she said that she had a ride, that she takes a shuttle service that specializes in early morning airport runs. And at first I thought, well, this is nice. I don't have to get up at 5 a.m. And then I thought about it, and I realized that's a specialty? This guy's specialty is getting up in the morning before other people get up? His specialty is getting up while it's still dark outside. His specialty is just not sleeping as late as everybody else. He even has a business card that says, number one, at early morning airport runs. So I said, mom, you know how ridiculous this sounds, right? And then I said, mom, listen, can I get his number? Because I've got an early flight next week and I don't really feel like driving. Hello and welcome to another episode of Apocalypse. Let's get started. Well, hello, friends and family and strangers, soon-to-be friends. My name is Mark Bernstein, and I am the host of Podfulness, the podcast where super fans get to come on the show and talk about their favorite podcast and what they love about it and how it makes them feel. And then you at home, you can decide whether that's a podcast you want to check out. By now, you get the format of the show. I am in a good mood right now because I just finished an interview with Sandy Krieger. Sandy's got a lot of great energy. She is an educator by training. She works with stained glass. She likes to be active. She loves people and connecting and helping others. And hopefully I can meet this woman one day. She is a friend of my mom's. So it was my first time talking with Sandy. We had a blast. It was a fun conversation. I hope you get something out of it. And of course, we're going to talk about her favorite podcast, a show that's been around for a long, long time. Wait, wait, don't tell me. So without further ado, let's get to it. Sandy Krieger, you're coming to us from where? I live... Near Ann Arbor, Michigan, in a little place called Dexter. It's between Ann Arbor and Dexter, kind of out in the country. Okay. You like it there? You've been yes. there your whole life? Um, I have been in Michigan my whole life. I grew up in the Detroit area right near the zoo. So you could hear the seals from the bathroom going, or, or, uh, right near Detroit Zoo. Are you serious? All... When you were a kid, you could hear seals across yeah, the way? Yeah. If you went to the restroom, you hear, or, or. Or and then once in a while you get an odd like bird in your backyard. Um, oh, you mean they so, would escape the zoo and end up in your yeah. Back- I yep wow. Oak Park, Michigan, with all the bubbies and the zadies. Okay, that's where I grew up. And that's code for in case people are listening who aren't <laughs> familiar with that code. Bubbies is grandmother and zadies is grandfather in Yiddish. So that means Jewish grandmas and grandpas, right? I'm hoping we'll do some Yiddish on this show. Hello. Oh, drop Yiddish as much as you want. Really? Our audience loves it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever I get comments on all of my social media posts, it's always, we need more Yiddish. Oh, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, the world needs more, <laughs> more Yiddish the, for sure. The world does need, oi, they need, yeah. they don't want any more Chazarai. It's, it's, it's garbage. Yeah. Oh, the Mishigas Michigander. Is that your nickname? Now Should it be. is. And is now that going to stick? I think it's going to stick for sure. <laughs> so your main job, because I know you yes. like to dabble in different things, but up there in uh, Dexter is your fifth uh-huh. grade teacher. 
I am a fifth grade teacher right on campus at U of M, University of Michigan. Yeah. Oh, you are really. So is it a lot of professors' children? Yep. Lot. Well, we have a very uh, large mix. We have kids um, from neighboring cities. We have kids from, um, but uh, the neighbor, the kids who are local are mostly. Uh, kids from the U of M area and also in student housing, things like that. So, yeah, a lot of doctors, professors, but also kids from other cities and other areas. And you've been teaching how long? Um, This is my 32nd year. 32nd year. I don't look it, do I? I know this is radio. No, you don't. I thought for sure it was 30, 29 years. So it's amazing. 29. That's not very charitable, but okay. You are youthful in appearance. You're vivacious. I mean, I'm thinking with all of your energy, do you still bring that same energy and passion 32 years later that you did in year one and two? Well, my kids say that I do a lot of high kicks when I teach math. So I think so. Um, I feel like I have a lot of energy, but uh <laughs> I don't know. I still love to teach. So do you do kind of like a karate chop when you're doing English and, you know, headbutts when you're doing social studies? <laughs> well, headbutts are kind of frowned upon, but um, no, the high kicks are like, if I want to chop up numbers, uh, yeah, you know, like Miss Piggy kind right. of deal. <laughs> and, um, but no, I feel like I still have energy. That's good. That's good. <laughs> what really sparks them? Do you notice? Every time, every year you come around to this one subject and they really get into it. Well, um, I think probably when I teach my green unit, all about um, being eco-friendly mm -hmm. and recycling and uh, solar power and, uh, and, and just learning how to buy things so there's a smaller carbon footprint, I think... <clears throat> Personally, and also economics. That's another one that's really exciting. Right. But, but there's a frame of reference there too, right? So, so many subjects they're learning about for the first time from you, but at least green, they're surrounded by it. It's a conversation piece. They see it on the news. So right. there's a little bit more buy-in, right? Do kids still freak out? I remember when I was in elementary school and I would see my teachers outside of school. I would be like, what are you doing here? This is a grocery store. Do they still freak out oh, when they see you out of public? exactly right. They do. So in fact, I tell my friends that I don't buy underwear in Ann Arbor because I feel like it might scar the children. Am I supposed to say that? I wonder if they're going to be listening to this. But um, yeah, no, I'm in the grocery store and they say like, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. Which seems like a superfluous question. But yeah. Right. How could it be that I was in fifth grade and I actually thought my teachers stayed at the school? Right. <laughs> well, we 11 years for a old. long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do. You do spend most of your day there. So you know how you always ask uh, fellow teachers, who was your favorite teacher? Who made an impact on you? But do you have favorite students? Do you have students that stay with you year after year, you know, in your heart and your mind that you think about them with frequency? That they make an I, impact on you? I love all of my students equally. I understand that. Right. Are you running for office by chance? The truth is there are some kids who, many kids who come back and visit, they come tutor. Um, they, uh, now, if you can believe this, I have some children of my students. 
Mm. Right? 32 right. years. Sure, sure. And they're 10 when I have them. Well, I've taught everything from second grade to eighth grade. So um, right now I'm in fifth grade, but there are kids who will stay with me, who will, and, and student teachers too. I keep mm-hmm. in touch with a lot of people. Sometimes I officiate their weddings, like oh, wow. all of it. Yes. I like to stay in touch with them. I go to their graduations. I try. Right. Now, a lot of schools, a lot of classrooms do kindness projects. Uh, and something that you're really into is the blood drive, right? Which is a kindness yes. project in essence. Yeah. Right. There's nothing more important than, you know, you're giving a part of you to potentially save somebody else's life. So tell me about this blood drive. You do it every year. Well, I try to, you know, during COVID, that was not a thing. But yeah, once upon a time, I don't know, year five or something that I was teaching, that was a long time ago. um, I just decided that I wanted to run a blood drive. It was sort of bucket list. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my students at the time. And they said, well, we want to help you run a blood drive. And I thought, well, how can you how can you help me run a blood drive? And they said, well, let's sit down and talk about this, Ms. Krieger. And so we came up with like 20 jobs they could do. Oh, that's and great. Now it's like a wedding. What mm-hmm. happens is we've got kids um, waving people in and fun balloon costumes that my friend Carolyn makes. We've got chaperones to bring people up to the registration. We've got kids running registration, which just means look at the driver's license and read this thing. We have kids who are cruise directors who say, would you like a magazine? Can I help you? We have number takers, number five. We have uh, people who are at Canteen, which is the goodies. Yep, sure. Muffins, and they make home-baked goods for extra credit. So then- Do they make commentation? Had to throw in another- Does anyone make (laughs) commentation? Only in April. Uh Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> they make ho- homemade goods and they give the goodies to the blood donors. So, and there's live music and there's local businesses who donate swag and gift cards. It's a big thing. That is spectacular. But don't little kindergarten kids freak out when their blood is drawn when, uh, you know. Okay, Mark. What? The kids can't, the kids can't give or oh, take right. blood. I see what you're doing. Okay. That's right. But no, what about kids? The, Aren't they squeamish though? Don't they see the blood or going um, into the bags? A, and... I mean, you're asking all the right questions. So what I do is I send them a Google form, my fifth graders, and I say, do you want to be near the blood area? Do you not? And if they say no, then they're like, they can be in charge of childcare with an adult and they can do, be the registrant or they can be the number taker. That's all not near the blood. And some of the kids are like, come on. Let's go. I right. want to see the blood. Right. Some parents, um, some parents have their own child watching them just to be a role model. So I asked what their comfort level is. I asked what they prefer to do for their jobs. Uh, and it, it, it works. You have a lot of energy. You can't be spending it all on teaching. So you play volleyball, right? You play volleyball. pickleball. Pickleball. Yeah. yeah. What is your favorite of the active sports that you play? Oh, probably those two. Although I like circuit training. Do I have oh, to pick really? one? Oh, of course not. All right. No, I'm not going to put you 
on this Thank podcast. You. There, no pressure on this show at all. <laughs> but you also play Mahjong, which has exploded. So Mahjong is a tile game, right? Yes. With roots in Asia. But a lot of, you know, a lot of Jewish women over the years have played it as well. Time to get together and kibitz. <laughs> you got a kibitz. And nosh. Okay, and so nosh with the home intention. What is it about Mahjong that's more appealing than, say, just playing regular card games or rummy? Because Maj players freak out. When my mom is playing Maj with her friends, if I stop by, she's like, I can't talk. I can't talk. <laughs> I got to concentrate. Like, oh, my gosh, mom. Hi. Hi. <laughs> she's so into it. Well, I I just recently am I allowed to say that I'm your mom's friend or no? Yes, please do because okay. that's important for people to know. Okay, I just love your mom. Yeah. She's you. one I of the too. greatest bubbies. Yeah. But um there's no Michigas. No, not with her. Not with her a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so um I she taught me how to play. And what I, I think what's really interesting about Mahjong is that just every single game is different. You can have, basically, you're trying to create these patterns, and there are a lot of variables. I like games that had, that are kind of deeper. Mm-hmm. You can play for a long time, kind of like bridge, although bridge, bridge is next level. But um, you can play for a long time and really try to figure out other kind of strategies. And as you get, as your brain gets accustomed to it, then you can try to notice other people's strategies I'm I am not diehard mahjong, although they introduced me to the mahjong community online. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you also play ping pong, don't you? I like ping pong. Is there a difference between ping pong and table tennis? Or if you're just obnoxious about it, you call it table tennis. Well, they say in teacher school when you don't know something, you should say, I'm not sure, but you could look it up for extra credit. Or if your mom if it's my mom, she says, you could look it up on Google. I suppose. Maybe I will do that. I don't but with know. ping pong, I just started playing with my son. Yeah. Are you good with spin? Do you have a nice backhand? <laughs> do you, um, how do you get better? I can't seem to get better at it. Oh, you'll get better. It's muscle memory. You'll get there. But I played a lot of tennis, so I had the spin in tennis, and so I could transfer it a little. Same with pickleball. Pickleball's like ping pong, only you're standing on the ping pong table. So so, so let me tell you, the audience is going to get very bored right now. My mom okay. plays tennis, as you probably yeah. know. Sandy. Oh, yeah, she's very good. And she has this gift in tennis where she can stand at, at the back baseline, right in the middle. Yeah. And she yeah. doesn't have to move, but somehow the way she hits it, she forces everybody else, her opponent, to move all across the court. And, she, and they hit it right back to her. So she was over last night playing ping pong with my son. It's the same way with ping pong. My son was going yeah. left and right, and she just stands there right in the middle. Bloop, 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 bloop. It comes right to yes. her. Yes, I know of which you speak. You do. You have been on a number of talk shows, radio talk shows, haven't you? You've been yes. on Car Talk. I was on Car Talk. You were on Michael Feldman's What Do You Know? And then you've also been on, well, here's how it started. I want to play this quick clip, and we'll okay. see what the audience thinks. Here we go. Okay. Bill, who is champion gymnast Allie Raceman playing for? Sandy Krieger of Dexter, Michigan. All right. You ready right, to do this? Pressure's on. Okay. So did you ever meet Allie, the gymnast? I never did. You I were just... over the phone, right? 
I wasn't over the phone. She just played for me. Oh, okay. So we're talking about wait, wait, don't tell me, right? Yes. Right. So that's how it started. Allie was going to play for you. And of course, if she wins, what was your gift? What were you rewarded? Their gift, if anybody wins any part of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, is your choice of person. It used to be Carl Castle. But Mm -hmm. um, your choice of person on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me doing your voicemail. Well, I don't know how it turned out for you, but I think we're going to find out after this short break. Podfulness. I'm not a big shopper, especially for clothes, but there is kind of a nice feeling about putting on a brand new shirt. It makes you feel a little bit more confident. You know, you you feel kind of cool because it's so new and it changes the way you feel about yourself in a positive way. And that's a good thing. But you know the worst part about getting a new shirt? That feeling you get from cutting off the price tag from the shirt and that tiny piece of plastic that holds the tag to the shirt, it's nearly impossible to remove. You see it there, you try to ease it out, but then it's gone. It didn't fall to the floor. It's no longer attached to the tag. It's like your shirt gobbled it up. Where did it go? Does it get absorbed by the shirt the way your body absorbs stitches? Where the f*** did that little piece of plastic go? So here's to you, thin plastic tag holder. You'll always be a part of me because I can never remove you completely. And now, back to the show. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me has been around for years. Yes. On the radio. I mean, it's a staple of NPR. I'm guessing that most people who are listening to the show, if they haven't heard Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, they've certainly heard of it. Right. Right. So how long have you been listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me? Oh, boy. Um, Many, many years. It's something that just... When I have, when I'm frustrated about something, or I, it just cracks me up, and it also mostly helps me listen to the week's news. That's right. So it does both <laughs> of those things. That's what I like about it. It delivers the news, yeah, but it still has ish. some fun, yes, news ish. <laughs> and it used to be that you could only listen to it what on Saturdays and Sundays, right? But now you can listen to it whenever you want, right? On demand. It's wonderful. Yeah. So is the podcast version of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me the same as the radio version? Or do they do little bonuses for the podcast? They do have little bonuses, but they're their own shows. It's just like, listen to, you know, have 15 minutes with Peter Sagal. Or, so it's it's just the show. So it's a spinoff. Okay. Right. Now, how would you describe the podcast? Um. <clears throat> well, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is... A show where they gather some, mostly comedians, and they're they're the guests, and they rotate through the comedians, but they have some staple comedians like Paula Poundstone, for mm-hmm. example. Right. And is Mo Rocca still on there? He used to be on there quite a bit. He's on there intermittently. Okay. But not uh, not as a regular right now. But people come back, like Bobcat Goldthwait comes in and out and in and oh, out. Oh, he does. Okay. Out. Yep. And um. Yeah, so we have so comedians I'm, there. We yeah, have your you have host. Com- Peter Sagal, who is very quick. So quick. He knows how to respond to anything. Yep. And he can just throw out a one-liner, and then there's some fun music after that because it's such a great one. Uh-huh. And he's 
does he ever have a substitute or is he pretty much hosting every single show? He does have substitutes. Okay. They're, they are not the same as he is, but they're their own person. And they're, I think they're just as funny, you know, that he's had like Helen Hong and Faith Saley and all kinds of different comedians. If he's, if he's not able to host. So Peter is the host. Yes. It's an hour show. We've yes. got, we've got Bill Curtis, who is the judge and scorekeeper for the most yes. part, right? Yeah. Okay. I want that job. You want that job? I do. Well, Bill has to retire eventually. That's true. Yep. I never I, thought of that. I can put in a good word for you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I know you are podcast fullness. Well, I mean, Peter, all of us podcasts hang out typically on the weekends, you know, so <laughs> typically with Peter, he seems to know a lot about the world. Yes. How much research do you think he and his people are putting into every show? It's got to be a lot because it's it's so well I, run. Yeah, they I think they probably do a lot of research. I think Peter probably has some great writers and he's mm -hmm. already he's already a master. Excluding time during the pandemic, is the show always done live in front of an audience? Uh, excluding pandemic, yes. Yeah, so that's what makes it really unique too. So he's got this interaction with the audience, which yes. helps the show, right? When you're hearing other people laugh and clap. Oh, yeah. You really feel like you're a part of something. Have you ever seen it? Yes, live? several times. Yeah, and what's that experience like? What happens before the show and what happens afterwards? Like, do they have a warm-up comedian? Do they? He just tells us what's going to happen. The audience, what's going to happen. Um, if he messes up a line at the end of the show, he will hear something in his earpiece and he'll say the introduction to the line that he messed up so that the editors can yep. fit it in in the right spot. Um, he does talk to the audience a little the I've only seen it in really big venues like Hill Auditorium in Ann Arbor or um, so that the comedians are sitting on stage and you it's hard to see them, but they have notes and everything. It's pretty fun. Um, pretty and fun. And the show's to just based out of Chicago, action. right? Right. Yeah. So coming over to Ann Arbor isn't that far of a schlep. Not so far <laughs> of a schlep for all the schmagaggies. <laughs> That's right. Um Every week, though, they do essentially the same games, right? There's the limerick portion. They do limericks. That's they another do... job I want. Yeah, coming up with those limericks. They do the spot the fake story, right, where they give three right. stories and you have to tell which one is. Is it which one's fake or which one's real? Uh, it's which one's real. Okay, and they're all wacky. They do the yeah. news quiz, which is always a favorite right. because you get to assess how much you actually have been paying attention. Right. Did I tell you how I got on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me? No, I want to know this. Yes, okay. because then we have to figure out if you won or not. We need to reveal that information. But go okay. ahead. How did you get on it? <laughs> well, I decided I really wanted Paula Poundstone on my voicemail. Okay. I said, God, this, wouldn't it be so fun? She's hilarious. I've seen her too live and I think she's great. And how am I going to do that? That's where it started. And then I ended up. So it's the secret. You're putting it out there into the universe. It's the secret. It's the secret, right? Put it out there and and it shall come to you. Except for what I ended up doing is I ended up writing an entire episode of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. 
Like I, I can send it to you if you want, but that, and I researched, oh yeah, I really wanted this. So I wrote an episode and I researched every single guest who's ever been on it. And I made a question about them so that everyone, Peter, Bill, all of the Mo Rocca, Paula, Bobcat, all had true false kind of game. And so I did the whole format and I sent it to them and I didn't hear anything from them for months. And I thought, all right, this is low risk. It was just for fun. Do you think part of them was afraid to reach out to you? Like this woman is insane. She wrote an entire episode. No, (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I, I sent, I emailed it to him. I also put it in an envelope with like, glitter and stickers and so they would like fi- that's what i did for card talk too so they would find this envelope and they they just um didn't do anything so i thought oh it's over but i didn't worry too much you can't invest too much in that right mm-hmm. it was just for fun and then like three months later they said they somebody sent me a miles Dornboss sent me an email and it said hey listen tomorrow where ali reichman will be playing for you that's yeah. great that is great. See, I mean, you're a super fan, right? There are people who say yeah. they're fans, and then there are people who really are fans. I mean, that is a super fan right there. I am a super fan of a couple podcasts, including yours. Including Podfulness. Well, yes. please, please don't send me a letter with glitter. I don't want that stuff all over the carpet. No, glitter. No, I, just I'm me. over glitter. I'll just okay. call you yeah. and I say I love the, I love how uh, Nickelback is not a four-letter band. Uh-huh. And I love the when you did the name that lyric where she said, "Oops, I did it again. I played with my friends." Uh-huh. That was so funny. <laughs> That's Danielle for you. Yeah, isn't that great? You're gonna have a chance to play a game in just a second here, but we need to find out: Did Allie win? Did you get Paula on your voicemail? Allie had a slam dunk. Oh. She was. She got all the crazy questions right and paula and then i picked paula's poundstone after a big survey of my friends so someone better but no it's paula it's and then i ended up sending a bunch of things about myself to wait wait don't tell me and then paula sifted through it and picked what she wanted and adds added did a little ad lib of hers and then she made my my um voicemail which will Let's give it a forever. listen right now. Okay. What do you say? All right. Here's I your voicemail. It. Here's your outgoing message with Paula Poundstone. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone. I'm taking a break from playing ping pong with my cat to tell you that my BFF Sandy can't come to the phone right now. She's busy playing pickleball. Then she's going to work on stained glass, either that or fifth grade math. If you leave a message, she'll get right back to you. It's a pattern, isn't it? Always waiting for Sandy. She pretty much covered it all. She hit ping pong with your cats. She hit pickleball, teaching fifth grade, that you do stained glass. She summarized you in 30 seconds. So she mentioned stained glass. Is this a hobby of yours? It is. Um, You know, your mom and I used to go to camp together. Uh huh. Let's let the audience know we're not talking about when you were in grade school. You were grownups. Yes, this is a this is a summer camp for adults. Wait, that sounds wrong. Let me say that again. And 
an adult summer camp. That's worse. Nope. It's a camp where adults go to camp, like yep. when you're, and your mom, we would do play tennis together and do arts and crafts. And there's this guru named Don and Don knew how to do stained glass. And it was a, a, an eco-friendly way without the, the lead and the soldering, but more of grouting. And I took his class over and over and over again. And then I started showing people my stuff. And then I started getting into galleries and um, made it a business. Wow. Well, we're going to put a link to your Facebook page in the show notes. So if people want to check out your stained glass, isn't it nice when you can find something that you totally connect with and you can actually pursue it and you see yourself getting better and you enjoy it. Yes. And yeah, that's a nice feeling. Do you ever do uh, art projects like that with your kids? Probably not enough time. You have to cover all the standards. I know, but this year for the first time, I I have open studio on Tuesday and Thursday, and I'm teaching them how to do some basic stained glass work. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, it's we'll... during my lunch. Oh, yeah. Who needs to eat? Overrated, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, you have, you have proven yourself to be very dedicated and loyal to call-in shows, right? Like, wait, wait, don't tell me. And you seem like you are an expert in that area. So- I mean, you've got Paula Poundstone on your voicemail, so you've proven yourself. Not <laughs> many people you. have that honor, right? Well, I want to provide you with another memorable game, and the grand prize will be me imitating Paula Poundstone for your voicemail. Once you grow tired of Paula, you just let me know, and then I'll record an outgoing message for you. Oh, I'm doing it. Okay. Okay. Well, well this, that's assuming I win. That's assuming you win, which I think you will. So this game is called Friend Association. And this is how it works. I'm going to give you a subject, a word, a topic, what have you. And you will tell me the first human being that you associate with that subject. So, for example, if I say airplanes, you might say Wilbur Wright. Or you might say Chesley Sullenberger, right? Who landed uh, on the on the Hudson, or, right? Or so whatever Leslie Nielsen. Or Leslie Nielsen, even better. Okay, but here's the catch. Okay. Your answers have to match with the answers that my mom gave. So you and my mom are good friends. Oy Vazmir. So you should know her pretty well. I played the same game with my mom a few days ago. I recorded her answers, and we're going to see if you can accurately predict what your good friend Ellen, my mom, would say. There's a lot of business. Let's so, have it. A lot of business. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to give you 10 subjects. You name the first person that you think of or that you think my mom would have thought of. Here we go. Daytime talk show host. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah. Okay. Deceased vice president. Gerald Ford. Outer space. I want to say a joke answer. Uh-huh. No, no. I will tell you, she took this quite seriously. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the hint. <laughs> Outer space, Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong, okay. Professional football player. Tom Brady, 80 for Brady. Oh my gosh. Is there any movie you want to see less? <laughs> Underappreciated female actor. Um, Hillary Swank. Bald head. Um, Kojak. Kojak. So who's that? Telly Savalas? Yes. Telly or, Savalas. Oh, but you said who's that? So wait a minute. I want to change my answer. Oh, you do? Okay. We're allowed we're allowing that. Um Patrick Stewart. 
Patrick Stewart. Canada. Who are the guys that go, coo, 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 coo. Bob and Doug McKenzie? When was the last time you thought about them? Um, I, I feel like it would have been gone from my long-term memory had we not talked. Oh, it's Rick um, Moranis and Dave Thomas. Okay. I'm going to say. Remember, remember, my mom is pretty political. Oh. Can I come back to that one? We'll come back to that one. Okay. Sexiest male actor. By the way, there's no way you're going to get this. Oh, gauntlet thrown. I'm going to. Okay. So it can't be like Paul Newman because you said I'd never think yeah, of it. Right. It, I'm going to say um, Farley Granger. Yeah. Who's Farley that Granger? Was- I hear I hear that he was an oldie timey actor. Okay. Farley Granger it is. And but you said about... who's Farley Granger, so that's not the right answer. No, I didn't. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Who is the least sexy male actor? The least sexy, not necessarily deceased. True. Male actor. I'm going to go with Who's the guy on Schitt's Creek? Eugene Levy? Oh, Chris Elliott. Yeah, Chris Elliott. Yes. Oh, my gosh. He does a good job on that. Oh, yes, he does. At least sexy. And then the last one is the color green. What person do you think of? The color green. Kermit the Frog. Kermit? I don't know if Kermit is classified as an actual human. But okay, it has to be a, a person. The color green. John Green. The John one... Green, the author? Yeah. John Green, the author. He's brilliant. He's a pretty smart guy. He is very interesting to listen to. All right. Oh, we have to go back to uh, uh what more? Canada. Canada. We have to go back to Canada. Gonna leave that one blank? I can't leave it blank. No. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna make it quick, but I'm I am drawing a blank. So how about Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber. Okay. I have. You know, my mom would not have said that, but we're gonna write that down no. anyway. Okay. No, she would not have said. She'd say Justin who. All right, so let's start at the beginning. <laughs> I want to hear the rest of that. No, no, no. Daytime. Okay. okay. Daytime talk show host. You said Oprah. Here is my mom's answer. Ellen. She oh, I was going to say Ellen. 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 Okay. So she's missed... Ellen. Her name is Ellen. I know. So we missed that one. All right. Deceased vice president. Your answer was Gerald Ford. Her answer was Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon B. Johnson. Okay. So okay. 0 for 2. Outer well, space. They were both vice presidents that became presidents. That's true. You know what? I'll give it's you credit for atten- that. Yeah. It's a little attenuated. Yeah, fine. You get a point for that. All Excellent right. job. We never established how many points you have to get, by the way. That's what makes this game even more no, fun. That's a right. fun bit. Outer space. I believe you said Neil Armstrong, and my mom said Neil Armstrong. Aha! One in a row. One legitimate and one illegitimate, but you still have two points. <laughs> okay. Professional football player. Your answer was Thomas Brady. My mom? 
Andrew Luck. Oh, mm. I understand. I should have. I should have thought of proximity. Oh, Andy, we miss you. By the way, in my telephone, I have my mom listed as Andrew Luck. So when she calls me on my caller ID, it says Andrew Luck calling. Oh my gosh. And people will always look at my phone like, "What?" I said, "Hold on." Do you have the this. little bubble of the picture too? I do. I have his picture. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but a more hilarious. casual photo of him. Isn't that great? So people oh. think Andrew Luck is calling me. Okay. Underrated professional actress, right? Female actor. Uh, you said. Hillary Swank. My mom said. Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. Mm. Although I don't know if I agree with that. I think we all agree that Francis McDormand is an excellent actress. Agreed. Well, yeah. maybe she thinks she's underrated. Oh, okay. But but should it is excellent. So Francis McDormand. Okay, here we go. Another one missed, Sandy. I, I don't <laughs> want this to affect how you feel about yourself. We went with bald head. Bald head. And your answer was, originally it was Kojak, Telly Savalas, but then you went with Patrick Stewart. Yeah. And here's the answer here. My mom said. Yul Brenner. Oh, mm. shall we dance? She went way back with the old Brenner. Okay, here we go. Canada, you said Justin Bieber. My mom said Trudeau. Yes, I know. I was trying to think of that. She said Justin Trudeau, but you both had Justin, so we're going to give you points. Both for that had one. Justin. That's excellent. I couldn't think of it, and I thought it'd be cheating if I looked on Google. That's right. Well, yeah, and you can't do that because I I see you right now. I wouldn't allow that to happen. Not on this game. I take this very seriously. All right, the next tell. category, the next category, you still have a chance to redeem yourself. I believe we're looking at sexiest male actor. You said that my mom would say Farley Granger. My mom said. Oh, Poldark. Whoever plays Poldark on PBS. Poldark on PBS. Mm. I have no idea what that means. Yes, my mom watches that show too. Oh, my mom thinks he is the cat's meow. All right, here we go. Least sexiest actor. You said Chris Elliott. Hard to disagree, but my mom said. Danny DeVito. <laughs> she said Danny DeVito. Okay. And then finally, the color green. You said uh -huh. Kermit, but then you changed it to John Green. My mom said. Mr. Green Jeans. Mr. Green Jeans. I needed to just go way, way back on all these. Oh, my gosh. That was a lot of fun for me. So I'm going to give you three points for that. But you just had to get two correct. Believe it or not, I just made that up. So when you get <laughs> tired of Paula, you let me know. And I'm oh. going to come in there and record your voicemail. It'll be unforgettable. A lot of profanities. Oh, for a fifth grade teacher, it seems like that's reasonable. Yeah, let me record your homework hotline. That'll be even better. <laughs> well, Sandy homework Krieger, hotline. thanks for coming on the show and playing this inane game with me and talking about Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And it's been so much fun to get to know you. Oh, yes. Um, and now we're friends, right? Of course. Of course. You can come on the show whenever you want. Yeah, I had so much fun. I told you you would like Sandy. I knew you would enjoy that interview. And if you're listening to me right now, that means you stuck around through the whole thing. So thank you very much for hanging with me on another episode of Potfulness. The thing that warms my heart the most is to know that my mom, who's very, very special to me, she has friends that are really nice and sweet and love her as much as I love my mom. 
So that is a pretty cool thing. If you have a favorite podcast, I would love to hear about it. So if you're a super fan and there's a podcast out there that isn't as popular as others, but you want it to be, it would make you so happy if more people listened because you just love that show so much, please reach out to me and come on Podfulness and share it with the world. Well, that's it. I look forward to next week. Why? Because it will be an all new episode of Podfulness. Podfulness.